You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being here. There are lots of issues on the ballot when we go to the polls next no- next week, November 8th. For Wayne County voters, one of the questions is whether to pay more in property taxes to help support schools throughout the county. Two mills on the ballot would raise about $80 million that would be distributed among school districts in Wayne County. What are the issues at play in whether that millage ought to pass? And what does it say about the way we fund schools across the state that we are now asking local districts to sort of fill the gaps that are left by the forming fun, fund the for the fund for the funding formula I can't even say that phrase the funding formula that the state uses and the the cuts that have been imposed on local school districts we're going to spend the rest of the hour today talking about this issue and we definitely want to hear from you do you live in Wayne County have you looked into this millage issue have you made a decision about whether you're going to vote for it or not and if you don't live in Wayne County What do you think about the idea of local or regional school authorities having to raise money to fill gaps that are left in the funding formula that we get from the state? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. And joining me now to talk about this millage is Randy Lipa. He's the superintendent of Wayne Risa, which is the regional school district uh, that coordinates uh, lots of different activities for school districts here in Wayne County. And Andrea Oquist, she is the superintendent of Livonia Schools. Uh, Randy and Andrea, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Great to be here. So Randy, let's start with you. Talk about the idea of Putting this on the ballot uh, and and what the money what the money will go for and why that's so important. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you know certainly we're sensitive to any uh, kind of uh, property tax proposal uh, to be put before our, our uh, communities. But there's a need uh, in our school districts to make sure that we're providing the support services that we need for our kids, and really that's what this is about. Local school districts have been talking about this for quite some time. In regards to what can we do, you know, as you know, the state controls school funding. And so what can we do to make sure that we're providing all the services that we need for our kids? And so when school districts talked about this, they really, you know, it comes from the premise of a uh, uh, recent study that was done in, by the state of Michigan that said very clearly that schools are probably underfunded by $1,000 or more per student. And that's just the basic service, the basic services. On top of that's that, just the basic uh, state allocation—that yeah, seventy-five uh, to eighty-two hundred dollars, or whatever it is—that that range is is underfunded by about a thousand dollars per. Yeah, and and the other thing that the study showed is that for English language learners and for at-risk students, of which we have a disproportionate number of here in in Wayne County, they're probably funded thirty to forty percent below what they should be funded. And so, uh, what you'll hear from Andrea uh, is that they're feeling it on the ground in the, in their efforts to try to provide services for kids on a daily basis. They've been feeling it for a lot of years. And this is the one way that we can actually try to take that control into our hands as it relates to making sure that we're providing the services that we need for our kids and making sure that every one of our kids are successful. Yeah. So two mills is what we're trying to raise here. 
in Wayne County will yield about $80 million. To the average homeowner, though, if your home is assessed at about $100,000, how much would that be on your on your tax bill? Yeah, that's $8 a month or about $100 per year is what the average assessment will be across Wayne County. And we think that's a, a very reasonable investment to be able to get $385 per student back into our local schools. You know, we have never seen an increase like that in the last 25 years here in our local schools. It's not that much above inflation, very honestly, <laughs> but it would make a significant difference for these school districts. And you you know the diversity that we have here in Wayne County. Sure. Small, large, uh, we have urban, uh, minority, suburban, urban, yeah. suburban. We have everything here. and But we have one thing that's consistent in we had more support for this going into this than any time we've ever gone for regional millage uh, before, and that's because school districts across the board, especially if you're in declining enrollment school districts, which is Wayne County, um, they have been feeling the pinch, and they want to make sure that these students have everything that they need. Yeah. Uh, Andrea Oquist, superintendent of Livonia Schools, your district was in favor of this. Uh, some districts were not. Uh, we have a couple districts who said, hey, this is too much to ask of uh, voters in our in our jurisdiction, and we're going to hear later today from the superintendent of the Woodhaven Brownstown School District, which was one of the districts that opposed it. Talk to me though about why Livonia uh, Schools feels like this is necessary, and uh, also why why is this a good investment? Absolutely, certainly, as Randy said, this is something we take uh, with with great care and and great thought before we move forward in supporting something like this in our district. We spent a number of months talking about this with our Board of Education at public meetings, hearing from our community on this. Um, our board did vote in favor 7-0 to ask Wayne County RESA to put this on the ballot to allow voters to have a voice um, in determining whether or not uh, they would like to move forward in, in really making a significant investment in the students entrusted to us. In Livonia Public Schools, that uh, $385 per pupil would translate into over $5.5 million a year annually for the next six years. And that guaranteed revenue stream allows us to to look at stabilizing our budget planning as we move forward, which is something that has been a challenge over the past eight or nine years. We've seen our, our operating budget, the dollars that actually go into our classrooms, the dollars we use for programs for people, for the students, uh, the students that we educate each and every day, um, go from about 156 million in 2009 to 140, $344 million, um, this past year. So what we're seeing is less less dollars that are able to go into the classroom. And one of the things that this this millage would allow districts to do. So whether you're in Riverview or Trenton or Plymouth Canton or Livonia, Garden City or Redford, that $385 per pupil is uh, local school districts and local school boards would have the ability to make determinations about those dollars and how they can best be used for the students that they serve. And that looks a little different. The need exists a little differently. So whether it's facilities, whether it's retaining and hiring the very best teachers and staff, whether it's textbook replacement and instructional resources, local school districts have the ability to do go through their stringent budget prioritizing process to determine how can these dollars best help our students and support our staff in doing the most important work there is, which is educating our future. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, that I think is interesting about th- this, this millage is how much impact you get from just $385 Absolutely. a student, which doesn't sound like that much. But, but as Randy pointed out, we haven't seen that kind of increase 
in the state allocation in a generation. I mean, it's been a long time since the state gave us that much more money. Talk about in Livonia specifically mm-hmm. what that that money would go to do. Absolutely. So we've set some general broad priorities. Certainly, as I mentioned, we go through about a four-month process of determining the budget, um, including opportunities for community input and having a number of, of public discussions and meetings on that. But some of the broad areas are, again, hiring and retaining quality staff. Stephen, as you can imagine, um, our people make us who we are. And we have seen significant wage stagnation and other issues across the board for for the past eight or nine years. Another piece is getting resources directly into the classroom. So whether that's support for our struggling readers or textbook resources, we were on a replacement cycle of about every eight or nine years in our district. We're now in a replacement cycle um, where our textbooks are averaging about 12 to 16 years old. Wow. So there are specific resource issues, um, support staff, and again, hiring and retaining um, quality folks to educate our children, which are some of our most significant needs. In addition to, we're looking each year to uh, maintain the outstanding programs we have for students. We'd love to begin that discussion about where can we expand opportunities for our students to allow them to continue to excel? What are some opportunities above and beyond that we'd like to provide um, for our kids? Um, And those are really some of the exciting opportunities we see ahead um, to really make this significant investment in, in our schools and in our students. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Dr. Randy Lipa, the superintendent of the Wayne Risa, the regional school district that we have here in Wayne County. Also, Andrea Oquist. She's the superintendent of Livonia Schools. We're talking about the millage that will be on the ballot next week, uh, November 8th. The Wayne County millage to raise two mills uh, will yield $80 million for local school districts, about three hundred and $85 more per student. What do you think about the idea of this millage? Do you feel overtaxed? Do you, are you someone who's sort of tired of school districts and other authorities coming to you asking for more money and so you're going to vote no? Or are you tired of seeing your schools uh, shorted in terms of the money that they get? Think about the last time we saw a significant boost in the investment that the state, for instance, may, instance makes in public schools around the state. And so you're going to go into the booth and you're going to vote for this millage. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page uh, and uh, give us a comment there. Or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today with your comments. We will work those into the conversation. Randy, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what you sort of see in terms of competition here on the ballot. When I think about what my ballot's going to look like on November 8th, there's a lot of stuff on it. Uh, and one of them actually is the RTA millage, which, uh, which we've waited a long time in southeast Michigan uh, to do that. But that, of course, would raise my taxes. Here's another thing that would raise my taxes in some local school districts, I believe you have – uh, individual uh, enhancements uh, that 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 may be on on the ballot as well. Does this face uh, sort of stiff competition in that way? Is it the wrong time, perhaps, to be asking people for that two mills? Yeah, I think actually it's the absolute right time to be asking for this. And you know, this is this is about investing in your community. At the end of the day, and. 
you know, when we see what's happening with education in Michigan and what's happening with our students, there's, we have no more time to wait. We cannot wait for the state to take care of this. We have to take matters into our own hands and make sure that these communities are still great places for people to live. And so I think this is, you know, a, a very opportune time to do this. And when else to do it? How much longer can we wait is really the bigger question because, you know, so go our schools, so go the values of our, of our homes, the values of our communities, the reputations of our communities. We have to begin lifting up our schools and making sure that they indeed are drawing people into our area as opposed to wanting people to leave. And so I think uh, both the RTA and, and this proposal and, and, uh, and other proposals are, are issues about do you want to invest in your community? What do you want your community to be? What do you want it to provide for your for you know, for your constituents, that's that's what this is about, and I, I think it's the absolute right time. We can't wait any longer uh, here in in Michigan and in Wayne County to make sure that our students are getting everything that we need. Uh, when we see the economy expanding like it is in Detroit right now, we see skilled trades, jobs that are not being filled. Boy, the opportunity is is there. You know, we can recreate our middle class right here, right in front of our eyes. And we cannot wait a second to uh, make sure that our kids have every advantage that they need to be able to qualify for these jobs that are that are just waiting for them. And so, you know, we're excited about work that we're doing. And I'd love to come talk to you at a different time about our workforce development work that we're yeah. doing here in Wayne mm-hmm. County. Very exciting work to make sure that every kid is walking out of our schools with the opportunity either for whether it's a four-year degree, two-year degree, uh, apprenticeship, uh, some type of uh, direction because there are jobs available out there right now. There's a need, and we have the students here to be able to fill that need and, and really rebuild Wayne County as we know it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Amanda in Dearborn Heights, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, I just first of all wanted to comment on the gentleman's comment. I love that you just said rebuilding the middle class. What a what a wonderful wonderful thought. Um, I really think that, of course, the middle class is disappearing, so that's wonderful. But I just wanted to say that I just had a baby last year, uh-huh. and I'm 36, so I never really had to think about schools and school districts and the funding that they needed, even though when I was growing up, I loved school. Um, I cannot see a more worthy um, place to put our money. $100 a year is, is so little. And in fact, right now is the time, but really, 10 years ago was the time. We kind of missed the boat on providing the funds necessary for our kids, and it's driven a lot of people from certain school districts, I feel, in search of, you know, better schooling for their kids. And I, everybody needs to go and vote yes for this. Our children are our future. We keep talking about the lack of arts and, and music and things and programs. Well, that's because we're not paying for it. We need to pay for it. Everybody in the community needs to chip in. Yeah, it's um, just there's no there's no more more worthy cause than our children. Yeah, Amanda, thanks very much uh, for that for that call. Uh, I'm sure you guys hope that uh, most people think the way Amanda did there on, yes. on November eighth. Right. Uh, great point though. Also about this is something we could have done ten years ago, uh, and, and we'd be in a different we'd be in a different set of, of circumstances right now. Let's go to Evan in Gross Point. Evan, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, how do you do? Good, how are you? Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Yep. Uh, question, as a voter, you know, I, I, every every year I see new ballot initiatives to fund 
the, the local school system. And the disconnect I have is, is with the comments that were made earlier on the show about, uh, you know, not having money to replace books or increase wages or retain people. As a voter, I, I can't comprehend the, the difference between that. I always want to vote to improve our schools, but then I read in the paper and I hear the comments of your guests that resources aren't being allocated and there's not enough money. Where's the gap? Please help me see through that because I don't know if my vote is, is going to be appropriately used there. Evan, uh, great, great question, and thank you very much for calling and, and asking it. Uh, Evan's right. We see lots of uh, we see lots of times uh, school districts asking us to give them more money, and yet they are also always talking about how strapped they are for resources. Uh, explain what that what the gap is there in that in that logic. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, let me start by any proposal that you've seen as it relates to schools has to do with facilities, because we cannot actually ask for any operating dollars to buy textbooks or to. Uh, hire additional teachers, reduce class size. We cannot do that. Uh, so the uh, any requests that people have seen have really had to do with facilities buildings. In, 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 in buildings in their facility. And so uh, that's that's the key. The other thing I'd mentioned uh, in regards to what's happened, let me just give you one example. In the Wayne Westland Community Schools in 2011, you know every school district was cut $470 per student. They lost a categorical on top of that. And when they lost that categorical, they lost almost $1,000 per student here, right here in Wayne County. And that $1,000 per student really hurt them significantly. They have not recovered from that. They've had to reduce their wages for their staff significantly. They're sitting here today without elementary teachers in their classrooms because they're still looking to hire elementary teachers. That's unheard of in education, by the way. That's never happened in the past. And so we need to rebuild our teaching uh, our teaching force uh, here, especially here in Wayne County and across the state of Michigan, very honestly, uh, in order to make sure that we're providing a quality education. So, you know, there have been significant challenges for local school districts and then any district that's been in declining enrollment. And that's the story in Livonia for sure. Uh, you know, if you're losing 300 kids a year, that's $2.4 million lost in revenue, but you have 900 classrooms in that school district. Yeah. Yeah. And so where do you cut the cost? Right. How do you and make that's, up that's for been it? the challenge. That's why you see uh, uh, an increase in the textbook adoption period. Uh, that's why you see stag- uh, stagnant wages. That's why you see higher class sizes. And we need to start to reverse that. Yeah. yeah. We just are not, as a state, investing the way that we used to in public education. Uh, Dr. Randy Lipa, superintendent of Wayne Risa, and Andrea Oquist, uh, superintendent of Livonia Schools, thanks very much for being here. Thanks for having Thanks us, Stephen. All right, next we're going to continue our conversation about the Wayne County Millage. We're going to talk to Mark Greathead. He's the superintendent of the Woodhaven Brownstown School District. They are against the millage. We still want to hear from you, though. 313 577 1019 is the number. Robert in Lincoln Park, John in Harper Woods. We'll get to you. Stay with us in Detroit today. You 
listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. We're talking about the millage that will be on Wayne County voters' ballots November 8th, the school millage. Two mills will yield $80 million, about $385 per student for local school districts in Wayne County. Do you think this is a good idea to ask for more money to fund local schools, to help them hire teachers, maybe lower class sizes, maybe buy new books? We just heard from the superintendent of Livonia talking about how long books stay in classrooms now because there isn't new money to replace them. Or do you think Schools are always asking you for money, or everyone's always asking you for money, and this is not a great time to raise your taxes. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. And joining me now to talk more about this is Mark Greathead. He is the superintendent of the Woodhaven-Brownstown School District. Uh, Woodhaven was one of the districts that said no to this millage idea. Uh, Mark, uh, talk to me about how you came to your conclusion about this ask. Well, good morning, Stephen. Uh Uh, Our decision was based out of uh, an abundance of respect for our constituents. Uh, They've been overwhelmingly supportive of the school district going back at least 16, 17 years, uh, and that's just recent history. Uh, November 2015, they passed a 574 million dollar bond proposal. Uh, 2011, uh, they renewed our annual sinking fund. Uh, Going back to the early 2000s, there was an additional bond proposal and the initial sinking fund there at that time as well. Yeah. And and those are capital uh, needs that 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 all school districts go to the voters to ask to fill uh, pretty consistently. What about operating needs, though? What do, what do those look like in your district, and could you use more money? Absolutely, we could use more money. Uh, the adequacy study indicates that school districts are underfunded by at least $1,000 per pupil, and that's just the general ed, general education uh, side of things. Uh, however, the resources that we've received through the bond proposal and through our sinking fund allow us to take some of those stressors off of our general fund so we can focus on curriculum and program and some of the great things that we do in our district. Yeah. So so you're not in the the same situation as as say uh, Livonia schools when we just heard Andrea Oquist talking about some of the things that that seem to just sort of fray at the edges in terms of operating funds, stagnant wages, uh, classroom materials that don't get replaced as often as they might uh, they might need to be. We've had to make sacrifices. Uh, going back to you know, our funding level right now is probably where it was at about per pupil in 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. So we have had to make sacrifices like uh, all of the other school districts. And in what Wayne do those County. sacrifices look like? For, give me an example. An extended period of time between uh, curriculum uh, renewal, uh-huh. program renewal, uh, bringing in new supplies. Uh, I would definitely say that uh, with our teaching force, um, we, we haven't been able to. Uh, Keep pace with a uh, you know, a salary structure yeah. that, that allows us to bring the very best people into into public education. Uh, the people that we do have are phenomenal; uh, they do a great job. Um, but we do see it uh, being stagnant. Yeah. So, but what's the effect of that? I mean, do you feel like that is giving students in Woodhaven Brownstown less of a f- sort of educational opportunity than they are, deserve? 
less of an education. I think we could do better. But I think they're also getting a, a great education in the Woodhaven Brownstown School District. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, also, Joseph on Facebook uh, agrees with you. He is from Livonia. He's been a Livonia resident for a long time. He says, no, always raising taxes. How about taking it from the police budget? And they have a new squad car every time we see them. Uh, again, uh, it's sort of reflecting that idea that, that voters are asked uh, many times and in many ways to give more money to government. And I think... It's it becomes difficult to to go back to the the well each time, right? Certainly, and it's just uh, being respectful to that yeah that, that yeah. constituent base. Yeah, uh, let's go back to the phones, and if you want to g- join us, uh, give give us a call three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. What do you think of the Wayne County school millage that we'll all vote on uh, November eighth? If you live in Wayne County, of course, you'll get to vote on it. If you don't live in Wayne County, call and talk to us about the way schools are funded here in the state of Michigan. Are we doing enough at the state level, uh, or not doing enough? And they, maybe that's why local districts are having to go and find other ways to deal with operating needs. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Robert in Lincoln Park. Robert, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, I'm talking about the lottery here. Uh-huh. What happened to the money for the lottery was supposed to support these schools? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Governor Inga got his hand caught in the cookie jar, and all of a sudden he wants to change the rules. Why don't you bring back the system trying to have the lottery support the school system, and you wouldn't have to raise my taxes. Look <laughs> well, how much money the lottery has collected so far. That's a great question, Robert. I must say that uh, whenever I talk about school funding, that is one of the first questions I get. What about the lottery money. Uh, Mark, can you uh, address the, 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 the issue of the lottery money? It's a state issue, and, sure. and it's handled at the state level. But what about the lottery money? What it takes to support public education across the state of Michigan, uh, the amount of dollars that comes in through the lottery is such a small, I, I wouldn't say insignificant, but right. it is a small portion of what it truly takes to offer a comprehensive public education school yeah, system. Yeah, and the problem is, of course, people see how much money the lottery itself generates for winners, uh, and they think, well, Certainly. if you're just getting a percentage of that, there should be uh, there should be a lot for schools. But but you're right. I mean, you're uh, operating as many schools and as many school districts as we have here in the state of Michigan. You're talking about billions and billions of dollars, sure. and so whatever you get through the lottery is probably not. It's not, as you say, not insignificant, but uh, it's it's not really enough. Uh, let's go to John in Harper Woods. John, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Listen, um, everybody drank the Kool-Aid back when Ingler was in power. He took and got everybody, duped everybody into voting for that two extra cents on a dollar for education, and it really hasn't gone there. Uh, when Harper Woods, which never got anything from the state, because the people here <clears throat> always voted to raise the millage, whatever was needed, including the seniors, right. to take care of our school system, because, yes, it is an important part of the community. But the people need to realize that you need to go after the people in Lansing. I'm for this because we need it, okay? But we need to go after the people in Lansing and take and get them to change this around so that our own communities 
can levy their own taxes. You took that away, plus the formula back then when he did this was supposed to be able that all school systems were supposed to be level like Bluefield Hills. And, and like, I, I'm not sure what they get at this time, but at that time it was $10,000 per student. Right. Or we got, like, right. seven or six. John, John, you're talking about Proposal A, which in 1994 added two cents to the sales tax and changed the way that we fund schools, uh, shifted some of the burden away from property taxes and onto that sales tax, uh, and then also promised to try to level out the funding between wealthy and poor school districts. Of course, it didn't right. it didn't go uh, as far as it probably could have. But I think you're right that that it is more of a state issue. Than a local issue, uh, we need we need to go after them and get it back to our own communities yeah. to to take care of our own communities. We like I said, Ingler and and as far as the lottery goes to Joseph, yeah. the the it's a shell game. They decide how much is going to come from the lottery, and then the state says, well, this is what we're going to go because this is what we think it's going to cost to run all the school systems. Yeah. John, and then all of John, a sudden, gotta, the state I, I, brings in more money. The yeah. lottery brings in more money. John, I want to get so Mark's response. turn around and do less. Yeah, I want to get Mark's response to, to, to your first point, though. But thanks very much uh, for the call. Uh, Mark Great had talk about uh, in the in the 40 seconds we have left, uh, this, this idea of state funding versus local funding, the burden uh, being shifted more and more toward the locals. Well, we do know that this is under Proposal A and current uh, funding mechanisms. This is the only avenue that local communities have to support uh, their school districts with operational type dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we would love to see uh, the state and Lansing uh, take a close look at the adequacy study and uh, and get more money for schools. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mark Greathead, Superintendent Woodhaven Brownstown School District. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow.